I know. I know about that. <laughs> yeah, the boom loud, some big feet. Yeah, it's tough, man. It's really tough. Yeah, someone might change your perfectly good name. Yeah, really. But it's so it's it's so weird though. Like uh, just music in general, what makes a song a good song? And like if you're just in a in a small crappy band, you just don't know if it's good or not. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I don't know. I, I sometimes listen to some of our old stuff, and I'm like, I don't know if it's got it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I just don't know. I was. I guess when that happened, I was like asked other people or people that were there, you know, what they thought. Like, what was your favorite song? What do you like? They usually, I mean, everyone like pushed into space. I don't know why that was pretty much everyone's favorite song. And some people like the Uke songs as well, but yeah, but you can't trust people. No, you can't. Because they're just I mean, they got to pick something. They don't want to say, "Listen, they all sucked." Every song. They they pretty much will just say anything <laughs> they can remember and say that it was yeah. good. Yeah, you're right. Hmm. Maybe you have to wait. You can't ask them. You have to let them come up to you and be like, dude, I love that song. Yeah. Then. Yeah, yeah. That happened to us a couple times. So, I mean, there are a couple songs, I guess, people like to ours. Yeah. Well, I think that the true testimonial of someone liking your song is if they tell someone else to listen to it. Mm. Like, that's mm. how you know that the song is good, is if more than one person is listening to it. Like, there's a lot of songs that... I or a lot of bands that I learned about that aren't like mainstream bands that I learned from you guys and you guys told me about this this band or this song or something like that that I hadn't necessarily heard on the radio station I was listening to and I was like oh yeah this is a cool song like Electric Six before Electric Six has been I mean they're on like milk commercials and stuff like that even today (laughs) but before you heard them on milk commercials you know, 15 years ago, I'd never heard of, um, you know, I'd never heard of Electric Six. I still have never heard yeah. a Clutch song on the radio, but they have some really good songs. And if you guys wouldn't have said, oh, this is a really good song, you weren't yeah. like, oh, Elephant Riders is a really good song. I might not have known it was a good song, you know, so um, maybe Pushed Into Space was a good song. Pushed Into Space didn't become an Internet sensation. People weren't like, you got to listen yeah. to Pushed Into Space, you know. Like when, uh, like on Facebook or MySpace or whatever, we were uh, promoting things on mm. at the time. It was MySpace, huh? But it was. There wasn't people <laughs> posting like Neo Toledo videos. But on Facebook today, I mean, well, if someone that likes. Was pre, that was pre cell phone camera, <clears throat> more or less. I mean, they couldn't just, you couldn't whip out your phone and record video or audio or anything as easily as you can now. Yeah, but it wasn't pre YouTube. No, it wasn't, but it wasn't as ubiquitous as it is now. It was close, but people weren't recording everything. There was no Facebook Live. There was no, there's, you know, there's a camera wasn't, you remember the cameras people were hauling in, into our, our, uh, shows to record us. They still use tape, you know, I mean that, you know, Oh, really? Yeah. They were, they were DV cams, but they still use tape. This is before people were actually just recording. I think Stecky even had one that did like 1080p, which is like, whoa, crazy. And that still used tape. So, I mean, it's 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 hard to remember, but like, it's just been evolving so quickly and so fast. Yeah, like, and that, yeah, and that's true. But at the same time, that, the, we does still that make it uploaded, harder, easier? We still have well, stuff. Easier, easier now. You just bring it. It's just, yeah, it's all. No, but everybody network. can do it. So there's just so much to sift through. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, yeah. Well, we had posted videos on YouTube, and then we had posted mm-hmm. them on Facebook, and 
you know, in 2010 or 2011 or whatever, there was people yeah. that were, or I don't know, 2009 maybe was when we were at our peak. In 2009, YouTube existed because we had uploaded videos and Facebook existed, even if yeah. it was in its infancy. And you could watch a Red Hot Chili Peppers video or, you know, Radiohead video or U2's video or something. And you could share that. You could post that on your own wall. And well, maybe you should share a Neil Toledo video. Tomorrow, share one and see if anyone reshares it. <laughs> I, I, you know, I <laughs> will, not. but if it's no one be will. Too sad, if no one will, yeah. But no well, one, dude, this is what I'm, I'm no getting one at. Did There's too much. In the past. There's too much to compete with. Yeah. Like back in the day, I think you had a better shot when you had to lug in something with a tape that used a tape yeah. because not as many people were doing it. Now everybody's doing it and they're yeah. just sharing anything that happens. But no one was sharing your, anything uh, back then. They weren't like, your like someone basically pages. had to have the YouTube link directly sent to them and then they'd watch it and be like, oh, that was cool. But no one was sharing video that much. Yeah. Well, I think it's just bad now. Yeah, it's probably. Yeah. For, you know for a crappy band, there's just like so much. There are so many crappy <laughs> yeah. bands, and everybody everybody in the band has a camera and they're sharing stuff. Yeah. Well, I. In every band. But I think it's it's really easy. It's super easy to share a song that you like. So, I mean. I don't and have know. nobody watch it. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Well, here's yeah, the thing. Exactly. Like, there's people that are famous now who I don't necessarily think. I, I don't listen to their music. I don't really like them. I'm not really fond of Beyonce. I don't think that Beyonce's music is really my taste. Um, Mrs. Z? Uh, yeah, she's uh, she's very popular, but I don't connect with her music at all. But she released all an album. single ladies. Remember that? That was a good song. That's a good, yeah. You can dance to that one. I'm not a single lady. I'm, I'm, mm. I'm, I'm not single now, and I'm also not a lady. So, so you're saying you can't relate to the song? I can't I relate to that particular song. Yeah. But... That doesn't mean that she's not great or good or whatever people say she is amazing genius or, you know, the worst musician ever. But here's a little note fact. She was in Destiny's Child before she struck out on her solo career. That is, you know, that's a good fun fact. But she released an album that had basically no no promotion to it or something like that. There was like just one day her album came out and everybody went crazy and while she re released the music, she also released a music video for every song. So every song that she released, she recorded a music video for. Now, if someone likes Beyonce, they could click the share button and share that video. And a bunch of people are going to see that video. It's like super easy. Now, I would never share a Beyonce video because, like I said before, I don't relate to it. I don't really connect to the music. Um, I don't really like the way it sounds either. I mean, not, not, not saying that it's not high production value, but it's just not something that I, you know, jive well with, but I think you should listen to all the single ladies again, dude. It's a heck of a jam. I might need to just for the sake of this conversation, but oh, Smalls, I was going to laugh at your destiny's child. <laughs> oh, that, was, that was away from the microphone, okay. <laughs> but, but, but you could. You, all you got to do is click share and it's done. You just click the share button and Beyonce has reached another um, 150 people or 500 people mm -hmm. or whatever your Facebook thing is. You know, so it's like you'll vouch for Beyonce, but you won't vouch for, you know, the dude that you know that you had a beer with and mm -hmm. you're probably friends with, 
you know, like that's, that's what always kind of made me a little frustrated about, you know, whether or not the music was actually good was, well, you know, you post something online and you put something on SoundCloud or you put something on YouTube and it gets like one view. If you have 500 Facebook friends, you only got one view. That's only one out of 500 people just actually click to watch it. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, I've, there's people whose stuff I've shared before that I'm friends with. And I think that, you know, like sharing stuff that your friends do and, you know, putting yourself out there, um, putting your, like using your account to promote your friend's band. Like, I Mm -hmm. think that that's just like a cool thing to do. I mean, I just always kind of felt like, well, does this person not like the song or they not like me? Like where's like the, the internet's greatest rapper? Did you promote his stuff? Oh yeah. Oh nice. I mean, I had him on a podcast. Oh, that's cool. You know what? We should form a band together. The three of us. Oh yeah. Like a virtual internet band. Well, that was one of yeah, our first like, podcast yeah. topics was the fact that we've never actually let's three been a band. That's true. Yeah, like the postal service, but like we'll have to come up with a name. Mm. Well, I mean, I we could the still Skype be the boys? dynamic trio, right? Can't that be our band name? Mm. Yeah, could be. It could be. But we were gonna adopt the Big Feet name. Do you remember that, D? Like oh, we could take it back. We could take back Big Feet. But a couple months ago, I remember recording um, the recipe for disaster. Mm. Um, oh, I love that demo. Song. Mm-hmm. And I was okay. like, you guys should add some bass and drums to it. Yeah. And then that kind of just well, I, drifted away into well, space. Dude, I'd have to, I'd have to dig up. Uh, yeah. The problem is I don't have an audio interface directly connected to my computer on a daily basis. So I'd have to dig that up and then I have to like dig up <laughs> my bass guitar. And probably I don't have my drums. Dude, the battery on the active all that, that you're and... describing is like nothing compared to what I would have to do. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. my drums so are in a different. Basically, what house. you're saying is that that's why we can't be a band right now. Right now, yeah. Right now. No. But once we get that, you know what? Above, all uh, we have to place in Delta, Ohio, we can no. we can have a rehearsal room there. Oh, you right. have to be. All you have to say, guys, is that you're in a band, and then like that's when the official beginning mm. of the band is, and yeah, like you work out the technical details later. Yeah, you figure. Yeah, that's true. And I almost think we should come up with our own. I mean, naming things—that's like one of the coolest things about being in a band. Like yeah. naming the band. Yeah, I think we should like naming come up songs, with... naming albums, naming the band that's itself. The best part. Oh, it's clearly the best part. I. I mean, before we even had any music for Neo Toledo, before Pushed Into Space even came into consciousness, we were making album covers and uh, yeah. and coming up with album titles and stuff. Neo Toledo's, yeah, strongest suit was clearly names of songs and posters for gigs. Those are the two things we did well. Actually playing our instruments, eh, middle of the road. Well, I don't think we even thought that was important. It wasn't. It was way more important to have a, a good-looking band photo and a good-looking gig for the or a good-looking poster for the gig. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's I mean, cool. I, think, I mean, that's what we prioritized, and I think everyone knew that. Well, I, 
I mean, if you don't know how to play your instruments that well, then there's only so much you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Then you're kind of reliant on the image aspect of it. Like, uh, I mean, the perfect example is the Sex Pistols, where they barely knew how to play their instruments, and or or the Ramones even. The Ramones um, basically only knew three or four chords, just pounded it out and shot it into the microphone. And maybe they weren't like technically the, you know, most, uh, maybe they weren't, maybe they couldn't have gone to Juilliard as musicians, but they, they had an image and, you know, they were able to kind of stand up for something and kind of have that branding that made them kind of stand out, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a lot of shitty punk bands in the late 70s, early 80s in New York playing at CBGB's that, you know, only came out with one album and that we well, don't even know the names of, but because the Ramones had that image, you know, they're like, we know them. And now they're That's on true. T-Mobile commercials or whatever. <laughs> I walked by the old CBGB's. I forget what it is now, but it's not a punk place anymore. Yeah, CBGB's is in like the uh, Penn Station in Newark or something now, isn't it? Oh, I don't, well, I don't know what CBGB's is, but I or Grand Central. I, Have you seen that where it's like the CBGB's Cafe? No, I think it's in Grand Central. I think <laughs> I, it might I, actually be in Penn Station. No, Penn I, I think Station. it's in Grand Central. Yeah, I don't think it's in Penn Station. I hope not. No. I go to Penn Station every goddamn day, and I haven't seen anything. Yeah, I'm interesting. I'm missing. I, 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 I'm misremembering but yeah I, there's like um what i mean i went oh, i walked by the old place where cbgb's was and it's yeah, just yeah, something yeah. else now it's like uh bath and body works it's something totally unrelated well everything what it used to be <laughs> everything in new york yeah, well, yeah welcome used to, to new be york. something yeah, else exactly yeah no no kidding yeah yeah exactly yeah it's... 40 years ago nothing was 40 years <laughs> exactly. ago there was an urban outfitters on every corner <laughs> Yeah, no, I know. New York has been Disneyfied, yeah, more or less. You can even ride the subway without being killed. (laughs) You can even ride the subway without being killed. (laughs) That sounds funny. But uh, you know what's weird is um, I I actually romanticize like the eighties. Everyone does. It looks so cool. It looks really cool, you know. And but graffiti covered subway cars and just. the sheer insanity of it all. Yeah, everyone looks at those pictures and and thinks back and like, oh, that's the New York I remember. Doesn't look like that now. Or that would have been a cool time to live in New York. I mean, but yeah, then, then it you would have been, but not exactly. Yeah, you probably would have easy to look shot at, or pickpocketed exactly, or yeah. something like that. But oh yeah, you would have most definitely been mugged, if not assaulted or something. Something bad would have happened to you. It looks cooler. That's why. I mean. Because it was way more, yeah. It was everything was <laughs> more extreme, more real. It had reached such a far decline that it was no longer really like well, a city. What are you talking about? The seventies or the? Well, yeah. I mean, if we're if we're romanticizing New York and we romanticize yeah. it to the seventies when it was like. Yeah, you know, the worst place ever, and decline. there was like yeah. squats, bankrupt, and yeah, and, and every terrible. building yeah. was empty. The Bronx was burning, and yeah, yeah. Like awful. if if we say like uh, like 1977 to 
you know, 1983, you know, like that New yeah. York City where you're like, yeah, all these cool punk bands are here, you know, Andy It was like Warhol's. Escape from New York, and, you know, that was... <laughs> yeah, yeah, or like the that Taxi Driver, or you're thinking about, yeah. um, like, the Scorsese movies that take place in the city. Um, I mean, even like Crocodile Dundee, you know, I always think of that movie yeah. when I think of New York City for some reason. <laughs> okay. I know that's a really weird one, or no. like, yeah, um, that is a weird one, or like Secret of My Success. Um, so, yeah. but it's really weird. You see the you see New York in these movies, and there's the there's the yuppie type of New York, where you're yeah. you know a stockbroker or something like that driving a BMW. There's still that, even well, though that got popularized in the eighties. There's still. Well, I There's think, still Wall Street. Well, no, I mean, I guess that nowadays I feel like that that took over. Like from from my perspective, I feel like oh, now it's all that saying. now. Now, yeah. now the uh, the yuppie secret of my success BMW uh, going out to the Hamptons to go on your yacht. I kind of feel like that is New York now, whereas before, uh, not exactly, but kind of. I, I hear what you're saying. Well, I mean. I think that's a legit point. I mean, it's not it's like it just, used to be. I'm just telling you from. I mean, I don't go to New York every day. I, I'm just telling no. you from yeah. from my perspective, my limited window, based on pop culture and maybe the five or ten times I've actually gone to the city. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, no, it's not. It's not. It's not wrong. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, you, and you're. But but from from my perspective, yeah, the Disney fine of things, you know, the uh, yeah. the fact that you could walk down the street without getting killed, like that yes. seems like kind of a new thing, it, or not not necessarily sure. a new thing, but like when you think <laughs> it's back, a new thing they're trying out. <laughs> when you think back to hey, like the seventies, hey, New Yorkers, yeah, I don't know. I mean, oh no, you I, would walk into a subway station, and you would get mugged. Like that, that happened. Like it was a really shitty place to be. Like you said, in the late seventies, early eighties, especially. Everything was fucked. <laughs> and now it's, everything is fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like a livable city now. Whereas, yeah. you know, 30 years ago, it was it was probably terrible. But Yeah, I mean, remember like Big Trouble in Little China? Like all these movies that we grew up watching that depicted New York, it was depicted as a, like a lawless hellhole. Like, <laughs> but I almost... Unless you lived in a skyscraper. <laughs> But I almost feel like that seems more fun than, you know, yeah. Yeah. the Bath and Body Works movies, Urban yeah. Outfitters on every corner or whatever. New York on the ground level is still very, very real. Uh, well, I mean, people, people have to live, like, people have to work there. There's got to be people, you know, on the streets, but yep. there's... I'm thinking that yeah, I'm thinking it's harder food though. Trucks and cabbies and bodegas, and there's still like the the things that make New York New York. But I gotta imagine that it was e- like if it would be easier for you, Scott Smalley, to live mm-hmm. in Manhattan in the early '80s than it is now. Yeah, I could actually afford a place in the early. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I mean. Like there, yeah. there would have been more Scott Smalleys living in Manhattan then, even if they were living in a really shitty place. Yep than now where no where if you're living there you're either living in like yeah well either you're like i don't know i mean i don't even know do poor people even live in that subsidized house like it's there's no middle ground can you go to harlem and not feel like you know 
I don't know. It's stereotypically not that great of a place to go. Like I'm it, not going up to Harlem, but I, from what, <laughs> from what I've heard, Harlem is going to be a quote unquote gentrified area if it's not been already. So no, there's in in Manhattan, there's basically no bad place to live. Yeah, that's kind of how I imagine it. Where I'm like. If if you were in Harlem so, in the seventies, yeah, there's no Harlem. There's and you no, were white. There's no. You'd be like, oh man, I, you don't want to go to Harlem. But if but nowadays it's like, oh yeah, it's like going to any place. It could be any place. It's like going to a Harlem Globetrotters game. Yeah, basically it is. Yeah, exactly. No, in in Manhattan especially, there's no there's no bad place to be. Because eventually, I mean. Um, I mean you can book, buy book people out of their obviously. apartments, and then they have to live somewhere, so they move to. Yeah, the everyone Bronx just gets keep getting pushed farther and farther. So. Yeah, so, I don't know. It's weird because it 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 loses the romanticism of the old kind of, yeah, big trouble in little China, shitty, yeah, 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 yeah kind yeah. of place. It's true. All a lot of that is gone. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't know. What did you think, D? Dylan rode the Chinatown bus in over the summer when I was actually living in Manhattan. Yeah, that was really something. Yeah. I think I think you might That be was able a to... good story, man. Yeah.